Hello, welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Edward L. Long, Jr., Fairfax County Executive, about the county budget and the budget process, a, a big, important topic for the county. Mr. Long, thanks for being with us on The Conversation. Jim, thank you for having me. Um, starting out talking about the, the budget and the budget process, it's important information to know, but I think our listeners first want to know about you, Ed Long. A little bit about you, the employee, Fairfax County, county executive. That's the, the, the pinnacle of employment with Fairfax County. So how, how did you get there? Where did you start? Have you always been with the county? Well, Jim, I actually started with the county back in 1977 as a budget analyst one. Okay. And uh, I always knew at an early age that I'd like to go into local government hmm. and someday be a county executive. Uh, my goal was always to be the city manager of Alexandria. Oh, because I grew up in Alexandria. And uh, at that time, when I came out of school, I know everybody experiences this, trying to find your first job is always the hardest. And they always tell you that they're looking for somebody with experience. (laughs) How do you get it? (laughs) So I remember when I interviewed with the budget office that I came in and they said, well, we're looking for somebody with experience. And if we find them, we're going to hire them. Mm -hmm. And they did. And it wasn't me. (laughs) So uh, three months later, I got a call and said, would you like to come in and work for the county? And uh, it's just been amazing for me. Uh, I feel very fortunate. Most people don't have the opportunity to spend uh, their whole career with one organization. And um, I I guess that, you know, Fairfax County, I've seen change so dramatically. Hmm. I think that's one of the things that really helps me as a county executive is the fact that I've seen the county grow over time and I've seen the changes. Uh, One of the advantages of working in the budget office is the fact that you get to see the big picture of the county. And uh, I've had a lot of great experiences. Mm -hmm. I've worked with a lot of great county executives. Uh, I've worked with a lot of, uh, you know, great budget directors and deputy county executives. And, and, you know, every time I come to the government center every day, I remember back one of my early assignments in the early 80s. I remember Jay Lambert came down and said, well, you know, we're outgrowing the Massey building. We think we found this piece of land. And we need $4 million. And I happened to be in charge of the capital construction uh, back then and and had to, I remember, trying to find $4 million (laughs) so we could buy the site that the government center is on today. And I just remember Jay's vision because I remember coming out to the site with him. And you can imagine, uh, it was just trees and rural. And we drove down this dirt road and we're standing in the middle of this set of trees on a dirt road. And he says, now this is where the government center is going to be. This is the highest peak of the land. And I'm sitting there going, all I see is trees. And, you know, he saw the government center. So uh, great experiences that I've had. And I think that, you know, as the county continues to grow, um, great experiences will right. continue to present itself yeah. to the county. And Jay Lambert, so our listeners know, was a was the county executive at that time. Jay Lambert was the county. Well, he Is that right? he, at that time, yes, he was acting, okay. I believe, county okay. executive at that time, and uh, you know, actually uh, then did serve as, as county executive. Okay. Uh, but I but I always remember Jay because he was very straightforward, mm-hmm. uh, and he was you know I always considered him a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, learned a lot from him, and um, I'll never forget that. Well, I think that's interesting. I mean, if you if you were to look at the government center or anything remotely around it right now and hearing that story that you drove to the area on a dirt road, I mean, that, that, 
it wasn't that long ago. It was not that long ago. In fact, my parents and my grandmother actually were born in Burke, Virginia. Hmm. And I remember going out to my grandmother's. That used to be a treat for us as kids, is to drive out. Our grandmother would come in. She worked at the State Department. Uh, she would pick us up in Alexandria and take us out to Burke. And she would take us out on Friday, and our parents would pick us up on uh, Sunday. But driving out to Burke, if you can believe it, Braddock Road was a one-lane road mm. with a one-lane bridge. And it's hard to believe yeah. that, you know, it wasn't that long ago right. uh, that the change has been tro- so dramatic right. in the county. I know my father always said, you know, if he'd had the $100 an acre that Bland <laughs> was going for back then, <laughs> right. you know, we, we would all be doing something different today. Right. But uh, the county has just changed uh, so dramatically over yeah. time. Well, and uh, I may be off on my statistics, but over 400-something square miles, 1.1, 1.2 million residents in the Fairfax yeah, County. Yeah, 1.1 million residents, 400 square miles, yeah. uh, a budget of over $7 billion, larger than four states as of 2013. I think we're probably larger than some now. Um, it's a big county, and it's a diverse county. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you drive throughout the county, I, one of the things I always try to tell folks is one size doesn't fit all. Yeah. We love diversity in the county. We welcome that. Uh, but it's very different depending on where you are in the county and what the issue mm-hmm. is. Does that size, does that complexity, does that diversity make it harder to, to put together a budget? We're here on the conversation talking about the county budget and the budget process. Is, is it, does it make it harder or is it just more moving pieces and it's the same kind of process regardless of where you are? Well, you know, I, I would say it's more moving pieces. I think the hardest part about being so large is communication. Mm. And whether it's budget or whether it's a, a storm-related incident or whatever the issue is, it's very difficult to try and reach out to 1.1 million people. Right. Uh, remember, also, we've got different generations in the county. Sure. You know, millennials versus people like myself, boomers, uh, we communicate differently. I, I still like to hold on to my newspaper. And I know a lot of folks don't even want to touch newsprint right. anymore. Right. And that's the way the industry is going. So one of our biggest challenges is always how to communicate uh, with citizens, with employees. Um, it's always a challenge. Mm-hmm. We're on the county conversation, talking with the county executive, Ed Long, about the county's budget and the budget process. So before we maybe talk about some of the numbers, let's get into this this process, because I assume it's not that you come in one Monday morning and you take a look at some numbers, put a piece of paper together, and, and there's the budget. There's, a, there's some things that happen that, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. make this put together. Can you kind of walk us through um, the, the process of what it takes sure, to put together sure. a budget? Well, one of my responsibilities, and it's actually a code requirement, is that I present a budget uh, to the board each year. And quite frankly, budget work never ends. You know, mm. when we adopt the budget in April, we start working on the next budget right then and there. Not and even a day or two? Not <laughs> even a day or two. We don't even breathe, wow. uh, you know, take a night off. We start working on it uh, wow. the next day. One of the things also that I've, I've tried to do, and it seems to have gone over well, is to look at the budget on a multi-year basis, not just an annual budget, so that we get a feel for what's coming in the next few years. So that's been very, I think, useful to put some issues on the table uh, that might have surprised people Mm. if we just had an an annual budget. Mm. So the process actually begins uh, when the board adopts the budget in April. They give guidelines to staff as to things that they want looked at or things that they want us to review as we're developing the next year's budget. So working with the budget office, uh, you know, we're always looking at where our revenues are uh, and then trying to give direction to agencies as Mm -hmm. to how to put budgets together. Um, 
this past fall, I had to put out a, a letter that's saying we're going to look at the budget over a four-year period. One of the directions was to give guidance on putting together the FY16 budget, which is out on the street right now. Uh, one of those uh, guidelines was to cut 3% of your budget. Mm. And we actually started looking at those cuts uh, this summer because we did not want to take a meat axe to county programs because we've cut them back so much over the years. We wanted to surgically go in right. and look at cuts that we could propose that you know, weren't as onerous as some that we could put out there. And I, and I think we did a pretty good job of that. This budget includes about $25 million worth of cuts. But it took mm. us... I'm going to say, you know, a good eight months to go through those. Wow. And uh, we, we spent a lot of time on that. We also spent a lot of time on our capital improvement plan, mm. uh, looking at facilities, looking at needs. Um, so this past year was unique in many ways in that we probably put in more hours wow. meeting with agencies, talking with agency directors, bringing groups in uh, to make sure that we had left no stone uncovered. Right. So we take all that information and uh, the board asked us this year if we could move the budget presentation up. Typically, I release the budget at the end of February, but the board asked if we could do it a week earlier so that they would have more time to uh, review the budget before they advertised a tax rate. So we came out with a budget in uh, mid-February, and um, I presented that to the board. And now that the budget is out there, we are out doing town meetings and answering questions that the board and the, and the citizens have. Uh, we've had our second budget meeting. We just had our second one yesterday. We've got a couple more planned. I'm out each night this week <laughs> talking to various uh, citizens group. You know, we try to make sure that people have many opportunities to participate in the budget process if they so choose. Then, of course, by the time we get to April, we'll have formal public hearings on the budget okay. where citizens can sign up and speak and come in and, and express their concerns uh, to the board. And then after the public hearings, the board will go through their set of deliberations and they'll do a markup the third week uh, in April. And then the fourth week in April, they will adopt a budget for uh, FY16 that begins on July 1st. Okay. And that was going to be uh, several questions I had there, but I was going to get the uh, the fiscal year explanation because that's not the calendar year. So That's correct. And, and unlike the federal government, our fiscal year is July 1st to June 30th. Okay. Now, uh, and I do want to uh, kind of make a point here that we're recording this in mid-March. So that's kind of reason some of the dates you mentioned, if folks are listening later in March or in April, uh, just kind of give you a time perspective. But so it sounds like a really big crunch period for several months putting everything together. But again, there's, what, eight or nine months leading mm -hmm. up to that researching, mm -hmm. figuring out stuff, looking at trends. Right. What would you consider the biggest challenge uh, facing the county budget? Well, I guess I should mention, and, and I'll go into it now, is that what what we're seeing in the county budget is that our basic needs, and when I say basic needs, um, I define that as a reasonable transfer to the school system, uh, compensation for our employees, including uh, benefits, and meeting the obligations that we have in terms of debt service, metro, et cetera. And one of the things that we've seen uh, in our longer-term projections is that our revenues are not going to keep up with what our base expenditure needs are. So also, as part of this budget, uh, we proposed a process that we will go through with the beginning with the new board in January of 2016 called the Lines of Business Review. Hmm. Now, Lines of Business Review, the intent is to sit down and look at every service that the county provides. But more importantly, we want to look at the 
metrics associated with all of our lines of business. How effective are we? Are we achieving the outcomes that we intended to achieve? Uh, what do we really want to provide uh, as a community in terms of service? And once we go through that with the board and with the community, then our challenge will be to come up with a long-term financing plan as to how to pay for that. So because of the uh, future uncertainty of our revenue stream, uh, that's going to be a major exercise that we're going to mm -hmm. go through. And I think it will help us, you know, build a foundation for the next few years right. uh, because we really sort of are at an intersection right now where uh, real estate is not growing 22% like it used to in, in some years. It's growing more in the 3% range. So we have to figure out a way to sit down and, you know, decide as a community what do we want to receive as services and what are we willing to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Some some have said Fairfax County um, has, air quotes, gold-plated services. Uh, what would you say to that? I would say that is simply a lack of knowledge. Hmm. You know, I, I think if, you know, sometimes when we don't know uh, things, we, 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 we make statements that really are not true. Uh, I think the county uh, is a full-service county. You know, our highest priority is schools. We want to make sure we have a safe community. We want to make sure that we have a safety net for the folks in our community that are in greatest need. We also want to make sure our libraries are great, our parks are great. And, you know, I think we've done a good job balancing all of, all of that out. Uh, one of the things that we're always hearing from folks is they'd like us to do more. Mm. And they'd like us to do more in a lot of areas. And I don't think their requests are, you know, outrageous. Um, and they're certainly not gold-plated. Right, right. Um, but it's, it's – I, I, I can't even imagine uh, the priorities or the, the juggling whatever you want to come up with trying to – you mentioned capital uh, improvements and expanding programs while cutting other services, et cetera. It's – I mean – just, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. And and you have to have some structure in order to make those decisions. But sometimes I'll say uh, it's more of an art form mm. in terms of how you put that together because you have to listen attentively to the board and where their, uh, you know, concerns and direction are. You have to listen to the community. And also you have to maintain an energized staff, you know, because uh, one of the things that we always tell new employees uh, when we meet with them uh, as they're first hired is be prepared for change. Mm. Because, you know, while we consider ourselves a, a, a great county, we're not going to stay great unless we right. adapt and we always change. Right. So change is something that, uh, you know, you should get used to. Right. Maybe a lot of folks listening that didn't grow up in Fairfax County, not familiar with this form of government. I, I think it's interesting to, or important to point out that you are a county employee. You are not an elected uh, I am not official. an elected county executive. I serve at the pleasure of the board. And I think that that's – sometimes people get confused because all you have to do is go over to Maryland. Right. And the county executive over there is elected, and then they hire a chief administrative officer mm -hmm. to run the government in Virginia – it's just the opposite. The county executive or chief administrative officer mm -hmm. is appointed by and serves at, at the pleasure of the board. Mm -hmm. Very comparable to the city manager uh, form of government. Okay. But um, that's – we actually have a specific name in the code. We're called an urban county executive form of government. Oh, okay. Uh, because if you look at the old traditional form of county, uh, we really operate more like an urban city than we do uh, a rural-type uh, county. Okay. And I think a couple of words that folks may hear when the county is communicating about the budget, uh, they hear um, advertised budget, 
and adopted budget. Mm -hmm. Can can you briefly tell me what that means? Sure. Um, when I uh, present the budget to the board in mid-February, it's called the advertised budget. Okay. Uh, the board approves the budget at the end of April. It becomes the adopted budget. Okay. All right. So pretty pretty clear. So you're you're kind of making recommendations, if you will, Correct. kind of giving them something to to bounce off of and go from. Mm -hmm. Okay. I asked you earlier about some of the the biggest challenges maybe facing the county budget. Are there are there any bright spots? Oh, there's always bright spots. And, you know, I, th I think that's one of the things I always try to tell employees is it's so easy sometimes to look at the things that you consider are going wrong or the challenges. Mm -hmm. But but you have a tendency to, you know, not look at what, what positive things are going on. There's a lot of positive things going on in the county. Um, I think one of the most recent things was the opening of phase one of the Silver Line. You know, that has had a dramatic effect uh, on um, you know, uh, our area. Uh, the first phase, which goes out to Wheelie Avenue, uh, has just been received tremendously. In fact, I saw a number yesterday where the Wheelie Avenue garage is at 85% capacity wow. already. Wow. And I know that there has been a number of projects that have come in before the board to redevelop uh, buildings in Tyson's Corner, uh, to take advantage of the subways and to go higher in density, not just for commercial office space, but also residential. Mm. That's a major thing that we're going to see uh, in the transformation of Tyson's is a downtown urban area. Uh, you know, I guess one of the closest things would be Boston uh, mm -hmm. that we see in Arlington. Mm -hmm. You're just going to see Tyson's uh, continue to grow. And, you know, least let's not forget, that's just phase one. Phase two, which as you get about the county, you'll see much construction going on starting here late March and early April on phase two which will take the subway out through Reston and Herndon and out through Innovation Station before it, uh, you know, has a stop at the uh, airport, right. Dulles Airport, right. and then two stops in Loudoun County. So you're going to see, uh, I think, excitement and redevelopment as, as Phase 2 also gets uh, uh, built. The other thing I'm very excited about is it's not just limited to Tyson's and Reston. Mm. Uh, for those of us, especially myself, who've lived in this area all my life, uh, if you go down and you look at the Merrifield area, Mosaic, you know, that development down there is continuing to grow, and it's just become a real attraction for people uh, to go to. Uh, also, uh, the opening that we just had uh, this past fall, on the Springfield Town Center. Mm. You know, that was one right. of the earlier shopping centers in the county, and right. now that has been revitalized, and that is just the beginning of a whole redevelopment yeah. effort going on around um, around that area. Uh, BRAC, you know, Fort Belvoir. You know, we don't think much about Fort Belvoir, but Fort Belvoir, because of BRAC re relocation, added about 20,000 jobs. Wow. So there's a lot of activity going on uh, down in, in that area, too. The other thing that, you know, I always like to point out for employees and also people that like to work for the county is that uh, we are uh, actively looking for folks who want to work for Fairfax County. Hmm. Uh, about 25% of our workforce is eligible to retire, so we have a very robust succession plan uh, that we're having agencies work on. So there's plenty of opportunity for people to get involved in Fairfax County. There's plenty of opportunity for people that already work for Fairfax County uh, to assume leadership positions as they become vacant. So I think there's a lot of positive mm -hmm. things going on in the county right mm -hmm. now. Just go to fairfaxcounty.gov and <laughs> search That's for jobs. Right. And, yeah. Search for jobs. Keep looking for jobs because there's, you know, I always tell new employees when they when they come in, you know, we have 
over 800 different types of jobs. You know, if you want to be a helicopter pilot, if you want to be a golf instructor, if you want to be an accountant, if you want to be county executive, we have a wide range of positions yeah. out there. And don't be afraid to stick your neck out and, you know, stretch your abilities, right. and uh, you might be surprised. All right. Interesting. About a minute or two left, Mr. Long, uh, as we talk about the budget. I wanted to get back to something you, you mentioned earlier, talking about juggling the, you know, the, the cuts as well as the, the revenue coming in and the income. I, I know I don't particularly understand how the county, quote unquote, makes money. So, so how does the county get revenue and and juggling that revenue with expenses? Well, it's 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 very basic. You know, we do not tax income, even though we're the fifth wealthiest. Uh, jurisdiction in the nation. We get most of our money, about 64% of our revenue comes from real estate taxes. So if you own a home, you pay taxes uh, on that. Or if you're a commercial office building, you pay taxes on that. That's 64% of our revenue. The next biggest chunk of our revenue is personal property. So each year, you know, we each, uh, everyone that lives in the county pays uh, a vehicle tax. Um, and that's personal property. You add in sales tax, which we all know when we go out shopping, we pay a sales tax. So between real estate, personal property, and sales tax, uh, that's about 85% of our revenue. So I always like to say, if people aren't buying houses, if they're not buying cars, and if they're not shopping, then the county revenues are in trouble. Mm, okay. So good good indication to, to be able to forecast. That's right. Okay. Um, Quickly, before we end up, you talked about communication earlier and residents um, learning about the budget, learning about the budget process, getting more information. How can they do that? Is there, a, is there a, just a place on the website? or I mean, There's many, many ways to do it. You know, go to the county uh, website, fairfaxcounty.gov slash budget. Uh, it'll tell you how, if you'd like to sign up for uh, coming in to speak at the formal public hearings, uh, there is a list out there also of all the town meetings that are scheduled. Uh, you can send an email to the budget office. You can send an email to me. Uh, we reach out in, in that regard. Uh, we also have uh, publications out at all of the libraries. Uh, we have all information online, uh, everything that's associated with the budget process of the board ask us a question about the budget, then we do a lot of Q&A packages. Those are online. So uh, I would start with online, and uh, I think you'd be surprised at how much information is out there. And then you can selectively go from there and decide if you'd like to be an active participant or whether you'd like to send an email or whether you'd just like to learn more about the county. Uh, I've always felt that a uh, you know, constituents that are informed about the county are, are much better citizens, and they help us do our job better because they let us know what their needs are mm -hmm. and how we can help them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, uh, we're in the middle of March. The budget uh, adopted uh, in April, so there's still plenty of time plenty as of time. folks are listening to this to, to get involved, ask questions, learn more, et cetera. Um, honor and a privilege to have you on the county conversation. I'm going to give you the open mic for the last 30 seconds or so. Anything you want to let folks listening know about the budget process or, or Fairfax County government? Well, I, I think one of the things that I'd like folks to know is that, you know, we have a very, very dedicated staff. Uh, I think they're absolutely the best. Uh, they work very hard at their jobs under sometimes very challenging circumstances. I think our board of supervisors uh, have I admire them in the sense that they're not afraid to make difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I think that's one of the things that has always set Fairfax County apart from some other jurisdictions is, is that sometimes you have to take the medicine that doesn't always taste good. And our board has never been reluctant to do the types of things that they need to do to make mm-hmm. Fairfax County and its AAA bond rating and, you know, financially manage one of the best counties in the nation. They have never hesitated to do what they needed to do. So I feel very proud to work for an organization that has outstanding employees uh, led by a great board. And um, I think that the folks who come to Fairfax County uh, will just agree that the quality of life here, uh, there are few places in the nation where you can come to an area and and just receive so much Mm. in terms of benefit. And uh, I think Fairfax County is just a great place to live, work, and play. All right. Awesome way to end. (laughs) (laughs) County Executive Ed Long with us today on the County Conversation, talking about the budget and the budget process and Fairfax County. And thanks so much for being with us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. We appreciate you listening as well. And if you need to get more Fairfax County news and events, just go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government, and we thank you for listening.